we're learning a little bit more about Russell Wilson's first year in Denver. And they've got an uphill battle to climb. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Friday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schuber back with you here once again. Hope everyone's having a great Friday. The weekend right around the corner. A little bit of a Friday news dump, learning a little bit more about year one of Russell Wilson in Denver. That's going to be the overarching theme. We'll maybe sneak in a couple of the other pieces of news and notes from the last couple of days here on the show. But before we dive into Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, got to tell you about our friends over at Online, who remain your number one source. For all of your sports betting this season, you're always going to find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. And all you got to do, head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. And a bit of an interesting uh, Friday morning news dump here from The Athletic, putting together a very uh, interesting story discussing the first year of the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson and the kind of dysfunction, the disorganization, the uh, just chaos that was the first season uh, for Denver. And again, this is all allegedly uh, stuff from 15 different sources, the, the story says. They talked to 15 different uh, players, coaches, staffers inside the Denver Broncos organization. So a very well-sourced story. The Athletic does some great work. And some of the big takeaways from that, that, um, that article were that Russell Wilson, when he was brought into Denver, had a setup that I don't think any quarterback in the National Football League has. Now, everybody, uh, you know, agrees the quarterback position is a little different from all the other positions uh, on a 53-man roster. The quarterback position, the starting quarterback, the marquee name, the star guy, the pro bowler, the Hall of Famer, whoever, what kind of quarterback you have, but that guy is sort of an extension of the coaching staff in a lot of ways. And so they are treated a little bit differently than everybody else um, on, on the team is. But his own support staff and office... The office walls were, this is a quote from the story, littered with quotes and new play concepts, end quote. He told his teammates that he had an open-door policy. Russell Wilson sounds like he's upper management more than he is the quarterback of the team, and, and there is a right way and a wrong way to go about the quarterback being an extension of the coaching staff, right? There is a a right way to go about them being the voice of, uh, the player voice of what the coaches want and being that leader and getting the team trending in the right direction. I got to tell you, Russell Wilson having his own office on the second floor, the same floor that the coaches and the executives worked, that's not really how you build that dynamic. That kind of further extenuates the differences between Russell Wilson and the rest of the team. And again, we saw the dysfunction from a coaching perspective. We saw the dysfunction from the way that offense was, was run. We saw the dysfunction in the displeasure of teammates with Russell Wilson, right? We saw it on the sidelines, how they were upset with him. They were upset with the offense, the defensive players, doing everything that they could do in their power to give their team a chance to win each and every week, holding teams to under 16 points. I don't have the statistic in front of me, but there was a a, a a point of the season. I think we were at like week 10, 10 games into the season. And if the Broncos had just scored like 18 points in those games, they would have one of the best records in the AFC. We all know what plagued this team. They could not get it working on offense. Nathaniel Hackett, couldn't make it as a head coach. It just didn't work. There was something about it that didn't work for him 
as a young first-time head coach in the National Football League. Russell Wilson didn't look like the Russell Wilson that was in Seattle. And so we're kind of learning about some of the inner workings of that building and the way it worked and the way the, the setup with Russell Wilson and then the rest of the team played itself out. And then there was also this kind of side part to this story that Russell Wilson has come out and... Uh, vehemently disagreed with put out a tweet about it but that Russ asked the Seattle Seahawks to fire Pete Carroll and John Schneider before he got traded to the Denver Broncos and that story also alleges that Russell Wilson wanted Pete to be replaced with now head coach of the Denver Broncos Sean Payton and that that was the guy he wanted to work with all along and so you can see there is just dysfunction all over the place and this is why if you go back and listen to the uh, episode I did late last week in which I graded all of the head coaching hires in the National Football League. One of the sticking points that I had with Sean Payton going to Denver is I felt, and this is not, I, I think many people agree with this, but it's going to make a larger point. Sean Payton only takes that job if he feels that he is the guy that can get everybody back on the same page. And you would think, guy who's won a Super Bowl before, has set up a good culture, was a longtime head coach in New Orleans, wasn't fired, chose to step away, chose to retire for a year and go do TV, that he has the ability to walk into that building and put in place the type of guardrails, the type of infrastructure that needs to be put in place to get this team back on track. Right, they br he brings back Vance Joseph, former Broncos head coach, now going to be the DC. That the I think the office thing's probably going to go away, and he's talked about this. And I think, no offense to Nathaniel Hackett, but I think Sean Payton is in a better position to be able to demand more out of Russell Wilson in order to get this team back on track. Because Sean Payton didn't come out of retirement, didn't come out of a nice TV job to be dealing with some of the same antics that you see in that story with from the Athletic about what year one looked like for the Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, and Russell Wilson, and the chaos that ensued with that. And I'm going to read directly from the athletic story because I think this is my biggest takeaway. This is towards the top of the story. But it was I, I mentioned that they spoke to more than 15 people with inside the Broncos organization, players, coaches, and staffers. But this is, I think, the most telling part of this entire story. Quote, many of those interviewed described the team without direction. A first-time head coach who was too accommodating, an inexperienced coaching staff around him, and a star quarterback who failed to live up to expectations after getting what he wanted. End quote. That absolutely describes what we saw that passes the eye test. It looked like a first-time head coach with an inexperienced coaching staff. It took us two weeks to determine that about Nathaniel Hackett and that coaching staff, not having the time management, the in-game clock management stuff all ironed out. That it felt like Nathaniel Hackett was giving a lot to Russell Wilson when he first got there to Denver. And a quarterback who failed to live up expectations. Yes, Russell Wilson did not live up to the expectations of the trade compensation that Denver gave up to get him and then the new contract that he signed in Denver. And that's why massive changes needed to be made right away in this situation. You could not give Nathaniel Hackett another opportunity to try to fix this. You needed to get somebody in the building who could be that voice, who could be that figurehead, who could be that CEO type that gets this franchise back on the right rails because they're committed to Russell Wilson financially, the draft picks that they've given them, they are committed to trying to make this work with Russell Wilson. So they needed to get a head coach in here who could really, who is not afraid to take charge and maybe push back on Russ and push back on some of this stuff that, that Russ was able to get away with last season, allegedly, according to the story, that 
could galvanize this group and get them going in the right direction because they got a pretty talented defense, and if Vance Joseph can tap into that and Vance Joseph can, can get that team trending in the right direction and continue to, to move that defense where they were. They were, what, a top-five defense in the league last season? If he can keep them right there, Sean Payton's going to be able to be that leader, that CEO type, get the offense back in shape, get Russell Wilson back in a position to succeed. Boom, off to the races we go. But you can see the uphill battle that Sean Payton is going to, to climb here. Russ having his own office on the second floor, telling his teammates, oh, I've got an open door policy. Come in whenever you'd like. Does that sound like a teammate to any of you? Or does that sound more like a boss? Does that sound more like something that uh, the leader of your team at whatever job you have would say? Doesn't sound like a quarterback. Doesn't sound like a fellow member of the 53-man roster that's in the trenches, that's in the weeds with those guys each and every week. You can see where the disconnect started to play out. And after a while, you could see it on the field that some of the defensive players and some of the team at large was getting tired of it. And it boiled over a number of times. Could remember Brett Rippon yelling at his offensive lineman for protecting Russ, that blow up. The defensive players screaming at Russ when he came off to the sidelines. A lot of stuff that created that dysfunction. And then all of the stuff that we learned here in this athletic story uh, from earlier today that kind of showed that this dysfunction kind of started from the get-go. It was from day one, and it boiled over as the season moved on and on and on. And, I mean, you got Russ getting a lot from this. He got his own personal quarterback coach in the building, a nutritionist, a physical therapist, and to be able to put his support staff in, in place. That doesn't happen in the league players don't get that kind of, of treatment. And here's a quote from the story. And again, if you have the athletic, I highly recommend reading the whole story. But again, another quote that just talks about the levels that this went to. Quote, no one else I have ever been around has been ever been able to have those people in there, which looking back on it, not a good idea, end quote, in reference to Wilson being able to have his own personnel in the building. That is a from a member of the 2022 coaching staff. That's somebody who was in the building working with Russ every day, didn't put their name to it, but speaking on the condition of anonymity, said that was not a good idea. We made a mistake. Nobody gets that kind of treatment. So, yeah, you can bring in Sean Payton, and yeah, you can remove all of those things that Russ had, but now Russ has got to earn the trust of his teammates back. That's why having the right person in place for this season is so important because this could continue to spiral if the right coach doesn't get them back on track. And so Sean Payton is going to have a very tough job this season in Denver. But I do believe he is the right person to be able to turn this thing around because if you don't, then who knows what this looks like. This could be catastrophic for Denver because you're committed to the contract. Who knows who's going to want out? Who knows what it's going to look like? And if Russ doesn't continue to play well, right? Take, take all the off-the-field stuff out of it for just a second. If Russ doesn't continue to play well, that's a whole another can of worms that gets opened. So you can just understand how critical of a juncture 2023 is going to be for the Denver Broncos. And I think they had to go out and get a head coach with the caliber of of uh, Sean Payton. I said it at the time when they, when they hired Nathaniel Hackett. They had to get an experienced guy who had been there before. They needed somebody who had been a head coach in another spot and felt up to the challenge of being able to fix this team. And I don't think you could have gotten any better than Sean Payton. I know I only gave it a B plus because that was because of the trade compensation that was required with it. But just from a pure Sean Payton, the coach perspective, I, I think this is the person that, it, that is, the, is best suitable that was available to be able to fix this and turn this around. So uh, a very, very interesting story here on a Friday. Uh, coming out about Russ and kind of just 
putting uh, words to the dysfunction that I think we all kind of thought was there, and I think that we saw at times throughout the course of the season. Some other things that came out here, the Saints continuing to do their thing. They restructured Tyron Matthews' contract. It looks like they're at about $30 million over the cap, so they'll continue to chip away at that. They've got uh, till March 15th to get under uh, that number, $30 million, and they're kind of eating into that 2020 uh, four cap space. They only have $32 million uh, of actual cap space for 2024, and that doesn't include all the restructures that they're going to do that's going to eat into that and any new players that they bring in that add to that dollar amount. So no, they are not getting away with this. Just want to make it very clear. They are not uh, getting away with this. We are keeping an eye on Aaron Rodgers, that decision imminent at some point about what his future is going to be. We're learning more about Lamar Jackson, uh, potentially asking for more than Deshaun Watson got in his contract negotiations uh, with the uh, Cleveland Browns. That's something to keep an eye on. It certainly feels as though the tides are changing in that regard to where Lamar Jackson might not play for the Baltimore Ravens next season. Surprisingly enough, I, I think that's another thing to keep an eye on for next season. And uh, Jeff Bezos in the news is potentially he's taking steps to bid on uh, the Washington Commanders. It appears he has hired a firm to help him kind of put together that plan. So that's another thing to be keeping an eye on here. The news keeps coming, and we got the combine next week. And so you know what happens when you get all of league personnel. You got GMs, you got staffers, you got people from all all 32 teams in the same place, in the same building for an extended period of time information gets shared reporters are going to be there we are going to learn a lot next week about some of the big dominoes that need to fall to get this offseason rolling. So you know the drill. Keep it locked here. We will have all of it covered here uh, throughout the week next week about what is going going down at the Combine. We'll talk about the Combine itself, who shined out, and the news and notes that come from the days in Indianapolis next week. want to thank you for making this show a part of your day, whether it's all five days of the week, one or two days, every day that you uh, click on this podcast and give it a listen. We greatly do appreciate it here. Rating, reviewing, subscribing. Uh, it is much appreciated each and every time uh, that you make the choice to do that. No, there's a lot of things out there that you could be listening to, and so to, to be tapped in here on a daily basis, uh, we greatly do appreciate it. want to thank Ben Online for their continued support of the podcast. I hope everybody makes it a great weekend. I will talk to you all on Monday.